Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to Heart and Hand, the Rangers podcast, the podcast that's less fashionable than Steve McLaren's hair. This week on Heart and Hand, total, total football. Welcome to Heart and Hand, the Rangers podcast. My name's David Edgar, I'm your host, and I'm joined, as always, by Mr Scott Vandenacker. Greetings, hello, welcome. Sure is nice to have you here, Scott, back on the good ship. Um, well, actually, talking of ships, um, there's a guy who's been getting on our collective uh, nipple ends this week, isn't there? There is. It's, uh, it probably started as being quite fun. Uh-huh. It's not now, is it? No, it's. Uh, I believe he's. Te- I'll give him his full name. It is that fucking astronaut cunt. Yeah, or as I made a note last week, the cunt in space. Yes, TV- yeah. TFAC or TCIS. Um, I don't know if you've seen this bloke. His name, I think, is Tim Peak. Peak Tim. Yeah. Just said. Yeah. Um, well, he has gone into space, a British astronaut, and put him up in the space station. And the big wheeze is that he can tweet. He's on social media, right, from space. Uh, but he's taking he's he, he's taking the cunt out of it. He is absolutely kicking the arse out of it. At first, it was like little things. He'd be um, like, "Oh, the commute this morning um, only took me ten minutes to go all round the world." And you're like, oh, "Guys in space," but he's getting desperate now. And it's stuff like uh, the London Marathon posted. Have you signed up to do the London Marathon? And he went, "I can't. I'm in space." And you're like, "I, I, all right, mate. You're you're in yeah. space." That one, I think what got David and I going was he like posted something on social media like he here's a picture of whales from space for St David's Day. Look, it's whales from, from space. space, and you're just sort of like Jesus, mate. Maybe we should just leave you up there. I know, yeah. Right. What? He, he's a dick. What in space? What <laughs> a total git. You know, yeah. it's like right, you're in space. That should be a cool enough experience for you. You don't need to share it every fucking four minutes. And you know, it's going to be everything. Imagine seeing the Euro start. Oh God! It'll be like uh, here's us travelling over Romania today. Who are they playing in groups? Oh shut! Yeah, shut the fuck up! Oh, the prick. Anyway, so apart from irritating astronauts, the first thing I think we should probably talk about, Scott, is uh, Rangers' majestic four nil demolition of uh, Dundee last Saturday in the Scottish Cup. Total football. Um, it's been interesting this week, though, because I've seen a couple of teams. I don't know if you know. I like my European football, David. Right? Yes, you do. I can, I can go a bit obscure, but have you heard of Borussia Dortmund? Um, vaguely, I think they're a blizzard favourite. Barcelona. No, I don't know them so much. Well, try and look out for them, right? But, but I noticed those two teams are they're trying to do a Warburton. Yeah, so I've I've heard of this that on the continent now um, they actually call it the Murray Park uh, Murray Park Special. They do, um, and basically, you know, all all the social media over there is like. You know, hashtag Scottish way. People think that we 
sometimes overdo it on here about our influence. You know, like we won the League Cup in 2011. We inspired the, the team to win the league uh, uh, that year as well. And people think that we sometimes overstate our importance here. But Harry Forrester, 14 seconds. Yep. And does anybody believe for a second that he wasn't buoyed by listening to the pod? No, I, I don't think so. When you hear... When you're the type of guy who who obviously spends so much time on your beauty regimen and yep. you, people then take the time out of their busy lives to say, do you know what, this is a handsome man and, and well done, uh, it gives you a little boost and you can see the way that he won the ball, sailed into the box and effortlessly struck it high into the net past the goalkeeper, that there was a man who was impressed that we had um, paid attention to his testicle tonsorial elegance. As we paid as much attention as he did. And um, I think it all paid off in the end. It does. I think for people doubting the pod, go back and listen to all 156 of them, right? Mm-hmm. In fact, do that anyway. Mm-hmm. And you'll see that we're so rarely wrong. No, it's, it's very rare. I can't, I can't, ever, I can't ever remember it. Really. And it's free. And even when we were wrong, we were right. Well, the time, time will prove us right in yeah, the end. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. As, as, we, as we still wait on some of the players from six years, will Kermit Erasmus ever sign for us? That's... That's the dream. Um, it was a great performance, Scott. I thought the manager tactically got it right. We pushed pushed Indy onto the back foot. Um, our pressing was superb. Our ball retention was wonderful, but our movement stood out for me. The players were zipping about all over the field, and it was quite clear that Indy just didn't know how to live with it. We've spoken for years before the pod and years on the pod. If you can control the ball, even quite well, you know, control the ball, and then have a runner, third man running into space... And then do it at high tempo, that's football. That's what they do in the continents, what people have been doing for years. It's not that amazing, but we can do it. We can pass the ball to one of our players who can get it under control. He looks up their options. He can then pass it to the guy who's running into space. And then he moves in turn to be on the receiving end of the cross or pass. It's absolutely wonderful. It's not rocket science, so Tim Peake won't be interested. No. Um, although he might. Oh, Harry Forrester has scored a goal. <laughs> I can't score a goal. I'm in space. <laughs> He shaved his scrotum. I shaved my scrotum in space. We should make him shave his scrotum in space. Filming post pictures of that then, yeah. So, yeah, we're just playing uh, football the way we should have been doing it for years. It's great. And as we suspected, other Scottish teams don't like it much. Passing move at high speed, it seems to be working. Yeah, it did. It was a a wonderful performance. I'd struggle to pick out anybody who didn't play well on the day. Um, To be honest, I thought... In terms of passing, technique, touch, I wasn't that impressed with Fodringham. <laughs> he didn't really get involved in a lot of the moves. No, that's, that's true. A lot, a lot of the stuff. He didn't take one shot and goal during the, during the 90 no, minutes. No, and one shot and goal. That's just shocking responsibility, to be honest. Um, but everything else was just was just fantastic. And uh, when you think about it, that's us without O'Halloran and Waghorn, who are mm-hmm. two players to come back. But we have a game, you know, this has been recorded on the Friday. We're, we're playing the Friday night. So by the time you come to listen to this, we could have been slaughtered 3-0 at home to Morton and you're going, what are those two dicks talking about? And so uh, this is us just on the Friday morning, pretty happy with the way that it, it, it played last week. Special mentions, I thought Lee Wallace was fantastic. Um, I thought he was he just controlled the game brilliantly. But Forrester played very well for an hour. Barry Mackay was outstanding. Dominic Ball, who I think is maybe an underrated player that kind of slips under the, the radar a bit come in and do a, did a very good job and, and got right on top of his opposite number which meant Dundee couldn't build any moves from it yep. but man of the match for me, Kenny Miller he was absolutely brilliant never stopped but it wasn't headless chicken running 
everything he did had a purpose, whether it was creating space for somebody, whether it was closing somebody down, almost starting the defending right up top, and uh, he had just a, an extraordinary night of minutes for a 36-year-old. Yep. He, he often can confuse and baffle when you're watching him, but it was one of these games that everything came off. He held the ball up, he, he lifted his head, and he spotted all the guys making wee runs. He linked up the play, and then linked the midfield to the attack, and yeah, he had a really, really good game. And also, the only thing, I suppose if you wanted to criticise, which we do sometimes, yeah. maybe 1-0 at half-time is a wee bit dangerous considering the domination. Maybe we should have taken a few more chances, and but we did in the second half, but 1-0 at half-time didn't reflect the game. And we do still have to watch that sometimes, you know, and maybe score a few more when we're well on top. Mm. Apart from that, I can't think of any complaints, really. No, it was a great display. So the draw for the, the Cup, you might have heard about it in the next round. Who did you get? Um, well, believe it or not, we got Celtic. Oh. Yeah. And I must admit that Celtic fans, uh, if they still exist, because I saw their match last week against Morton, and... Um, I think I was played behind closed doors, though, mate. There were more people with Tim Peake for his last tweet than there were at that football match. Yes, um, sadly, but, yeah. Tim's peaked at 14,000 folk. Yeah, and of which 3,000 were Morton fans. Yeah. Um, however... See for people who believe that we're a four-year-old club and yep. you know we're just plucky little first division team. It's the only second time we've played them. They don't have to go on about it a bit, do they? Well, also interesting is that you can't get a Celtic fan to go to a game these days, even if you promised them like, you know, beer tokens. Mm. But they all seem to be scrambling for tickets for this to play a first division team in the cup. Mm. Seems very unusual. It does, um, doesn't it? What's worse for me though is I mean, you knew it was going to happen, David. Okay, we'd, we'd not been in too many semi-finals recently. We'd forgotten what it was like, but the, the minnows, the, the little teams, they always want a 50-50 split, don't they? Mm-hmm. And we're going to have to, a lot of our fans are going to have to go without tickets to let the smaller team get a 50-50 split. And I think it's something the SFA have to look at. Mm. You know, I loved that Waghorn last week. He was being interviewed after the game. Yeah. And uh, David Tanner said, so, you know, would you be worried about facing Celtic? And he said, no, no. He said, uh, they're a good team, but we're Rangers. We're the biggest team in the country, and we've got to be ready for everybody. And I was like, yes, love you. Yeah. It's quite clear what the manager is, is trying to distill into them is that mentality. Yeah. It's, I think so. I mean, the other thing is, it's one-win for us. And let me be quite clear for the Legion, the hordes of Celtic fans who listen in. In fact, there are probably more Celtic fans listening to Heart and Hand than at their games, right? Mm. And let me be quite clear here, folks. It's one win for Rangers, okay? Whereas for Celtic, it's a banana skin they could have done without. Celtic win the game in a routine manner. A, it's the least that people expect. B, the bookies all expect that to happen. And C, it probably won't stop any of the changes that are going to happen anyway. They're still going to have to deal with their manager. They're still going to have to deal with fans giving up their season tickets. It's basically a game they could do. But if they lose, if they lose, really... Shit hitting the fan is a phrase that we haven't even seen the meaning of until we see what happens if if, if they lose that game. Mm. Whereas for us, it's just a marker. Yeah, it's, it's just it's, a signpost to see what we are. It's a free hit it's for fun. us. Um, it was, it was you know, you, you desperately want to win. Let's, I'm not going to pretend to anyone, but after what we've been through in the last few years, losing our cup semi final Celtic will not be the end of the world. You know, we we are a bit more resilient now. And given that the fact that the team has a lot of potential, that everyone's happy with the manager, everyone's happy with the squad, then oh, certainly the effort they're getting from the squad would obviously like it to be improved, but you you get my point. Then I think that it's fair to say that they've got more to lose than we do. 
in this particular match. So we'll go. I really desperately hope we win. Um, I think we have a chance. They're obviously the favourites. I'm not going to lie about that. But, you know, we've we've got a chance and we'll we'll see what happens on the day. The pressure will be more on them than it is on us. There is a different type of energy between the energy of our fans at that match, which will be, come on, lads, you can do this, come on, and the energy of their fans, which will be, you better not fuck this up. Yeah, you better win. The other thing is, compared to last year's League Cup semi-final, yeah. everybody knew the result beforehand. Yeah, it's not a foregone conclusion like that one. And this isn't, it's just exciting for us to go to the game thinking, you know, we've got a wee chance. Yeah, we've got a chance, we've got, um, we've got, chance, yeah. we've got the ability to do something here. But I do agree that if, if Celtic play at their best and we play at our best, then you would probably expect Celtic to win. Um, but some of the nonsense that's been talked, because there is a little bit yeah, of panic. Trust something. Chris All Sutton. Yeah. Apparently Mark Warburton could lose his job if Celtic win. I knew one of the Martin O'Neill era Celtic team strikers had had brain surgery. I thought it was John Hartson. I think it may have been Chris Sutton. Have you ever heard of anyone trying to get involved in the media who wants to become a pundit who talks more utter shite than Chris Sutton? No. I mean, incredibly, he thinks he can get a gig. I've not... Honestly, it's not even joined up thinking. None of it makes sense. He tries to be controversial. He's an absolutely dreadful, tedious pundit with shit opinions. There's a lot of stuff I like about BT's coverage, but with him, Robbie Savage, they do have a tendency to employ people who... It's this sort of worst of modern punditry where it's not so much your opinion, but just that you express it loudly, um, whether it makes sense or not. And him and Savage are particularly bad for that. But um, we'll we'll see what happens. I think we all know that um, realistically what the likely result is. However, the fact is, is as I say, we've got certainly more to more to gain and less to less to lose than them. Can we start to focus on this now, or do we need to make sure we get the next few league games out of the way first, so as not to allow Hibs back into the title picture? It's a tough one. I think Mark Warburton seems to be thoroughly professional mm-hmm. and they've got Sir Davy standing over them. And I know from anecdotal evidence, and you know the same sort of folk, that Sir Davy's very big on what it means to be a Rangers player and he's really good talking to the guys and taking them aside. And I think under no doubts that winning the league is what they have to do. Mm-hmm. But it is, we are going to win the league. There's literally no doubt about that. And I think we could at least... I think what Mark Warburton will do is he'll start looking at videos of Celtic Maybe watch the odd game, but I don't think he'll start using training sessions to work things out yet. I think we, we have got a couple of games, Queen of the South, Morton, and I think he'll want points in the bag before he actually starts working the players through the moves and set pieces and who's picking who up. So I think there'll be a, a bit of a delay before we really focus on the cup game, um, and as it should be. He's a professional guy, and the league is crucial for us. That's most important thing although you and I know we are going to win the league yeah we should absolutely win the league again I'm very conscious of the fact we've got a game tonight and by the time most people come to listen to this we could sound like absolute wangers more than usual no but Sutton-esquely wrong so uh, I'm going to say apart from the incredibly tricky match against Morton that we have coming up where in many ways Morton are the favourites yeah I mean it's amazing how we won drew lost that match, isn't it, David? Mm-hmm. Based based on whatever result. Uh, do you remember those, those books you got as a kid? You where, turned the page if you think. Yeah, yeah exactly. It was like, maybe we could do a pause like that. Yes. You know, if we have won, now go to 44 minutes. If we have lost, go to 22 minutes. 
That if we lost, go to 22 minutes of David Rand. Yes, exactly, that would be. We should yeah. maybe think about doing that. that yeah. This could be the future of podcasting. Choose your own pod. Choose your own podcast. That might be the way to go. If you would like to hear more about the testicles of Rangers players, please go to 7 Minutes. If you would like to hear about Rangers winning the Champions League at last, go to Minute 23. Yeah, there's, there's money in this. I'm telling yeah, you. There's see. money in this. Invent your own pod. That's, uh, that, that's what we need to do. Yeah, you know, because we, we you need to freshen things up. You know, you, you do, and uh, inventing stuff that's pure pish. Oh, wait a minute. Well, but, uh, yeah, well <laughs> it's never stopped the Scottish media getting a paycheck. It hasn't, indeed. Um, that was a thing somebody, a friend of ours, Scott Wilson, posted on social media today, saying that apparently the SFA are in a bit of not trouble, but uh, WADA were asking them why they've done so few uh, dope tests um, for performance enhancing drugs. And you can imagine a lot of the answers about Scottish football and performance enhancing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I mean, the, surely just a cursory look out onto the park should tell you about how much performance enhancing drugs are being... Drugs, perhaps, certainly. Yes. Um, I don't have a problem with that, but performance enhancing drugs, I, I have a slight issue. Anyway, Scott, that's uh, enough of part one this week, because I know you're straining at the leash, as I didn't let you do it last week. Um, yes, ladies and gentlemen, making its return like the unwanted stepchild that you hoped had taken enough money and a payoff to leave you alone, it's the Sporting Integrity Award. The Sporting Integrity Award is when we look around the world of sport and see who's made the biggest Stuart Regan of themselves over the past week. It looks at liars, vagabonds, cheats, idiots, twats, bellends. You know the stuff that anyone who's ever used the phrase sporting integrity with a straight face in this country tends to be categorised as. I'm going to pass this over now to my good friend, Mr Scott Van Der Acker. Hi David. Um, There's been some sort of talk, mainly by you, can I also say that People don't like this part of the pod as much as maybe I think they do. Well, I'm going to treat these people, these haters, haters. The, way, the way Harry treats his pubic hair, okay? I'm just going to get in amongst, savage them, okay? Quite right. But we are going eventually, eventually, of course, David, of course, we're going to Romania, okay? But um, we're starting in Portugal, okay? Portugal. With sporting president Bruno de Carvalho, okay? Who's been accused of homophobia. No. Yes. He criticised a referee with a rant that included the lines, I'd have kicked him up the arse, but looking at the nick of him, I was afraid he'd enjoy it. Oh. He then said... 1970s the classic right there. Absolutely. Um, he then said the next day, homophobia, you have to see it all in context. Okay. Well, maybe he meant he was like a straight fellow who just enjoyed a bit of um, BDSM. And therefore, he would enjoy the kick in the arse, not because the kick would penetrate his his bottom, but because yeah. he would just get derived sexual pleasure from being kicked. I think so. Either way, it wasn't that, was it? No, no, he was actually being homophobic. Yeah, yeah, but by using the words, you have to see in context. Was the older he thinks it's just a sort of get out clause of all football chairman. We're getting closer to Romania, David. We're getting closer by going to our old chum. Friend of the pod, Zdravko Mamic. Okay. Yeah, Dinamo Zagreb's live wire chairman, okay, who has been, who stepped down as chairman for the time being. And do you know why, David? Because he's been arrested again. Okay, well. However, he said, he issued this statement to Dinamo Zagreb. You know me, I get jailed every now and then. There's never any evidence. 
I'm going to take up an advisory role on the board instead. So there you go, right? Well, I mean, so that is harsh. Can you imagine being jailed every so often when there's never been any evidence? No evidence at all. Jailed every now and then. You'd be angry, wouldn't you? You'd be you sore. Would, you would. You'd be angry but, about that. And he was up for tax evasion, bribery, and organised crime, okay, in, in these court cases. That's why he's had to step back. Some examples of his recent draft commandment okay? To a journalist at a press conference, okay? Lies. Fucking lies. You just can't stop lying, you filthy beast. You never wash. Bastard. Utter bastard. You filthy, miserable, lying bastard. He said that to a journalist. At a press conference, yes. I've... You know, I would maybe tend to be on his side on that one. We should hire him as our PR guy. I think so. Why do we not get an Eastern European chairman? No, no, no. Not a chairman, PR guy. Can you imagine? <laughs> so at the press conference, when they're asking the utterly fucking inane question, you can imagine the usual one, you know. So Mr. Robert and Chris Sutton has said this. He could go, shut the fuck up, you yeah. dildo. What a ridiculous question. And then we could set dogs on him. I was going to bring up press conferences in our myth part three, which we don't really have today. But you're right, absolutely spot on. See, nowadays at Rangers, a 15-minute press conference is 14 minutes of Celtic fans saying, so, Mark, are you going down south if Rangers don't win the, the World Cup? Yeah. Um, Mark, go down south if um, Rangers change their away kit to red and white. Yeah. Uh, Mark, Mark, this, Mark, this no Mark uh, has said something about you in the press. Could you please respond to it? And then he'll say something like, well, to be honest, I'm not really bothered about stuff like that. And their headline is, Warburton slams ex-Celtic tit, right, uh, on comments. We need a press officer, genuinely, at a serious point, to step in and say, that's not about this weekend's game. We're not, we're not nope. dealing with that. Just all the time. And for people to say you can't do that, they do it in England. Yes, I just think it's ridiculous. But it shows that we're back and they're worried. So this was Dravko as well to Heckler at a press conference, OK? I'm going to maul you one by one. You donkeys better start praying I stay in my seat. When I rise out of this seat, that means you're getting beaten like cats in a, a bag. I love him. I love him. Why can't he? Oh, come, come on. I think we should write to Zravko and ask if he can do some PR. Hang you right. So what, Long care, overdue. Care of prison. Yeah, sadly, that is... Yeah, yeah. that's the problem. Okay. Um, now, Romania, our spiritual home. Yes. Home of the pod, or Hartu Ihandu, as it's known there. It is, yes. Um, we usually get about fifteen to 20,000 downloads there. Um, Which is good because no one speaks English. No, but it makes as much sense to them apparently as it does to our listeners. Yeah, fair does. Fair does. And Rapid Bucharest owner Valerie Morariu, mm-hmm. who revealed the real reason why players have gone unpaid for another month. And now, a lot of the players thought he was fooling them, taking the piss out of them, and just not paying them. How wrong they were, David. Do you want to know what really happened? What really happened? I tried to transfer some money to the club. That supermarket chain owed me. But you know the Chinese hackers you get now? <laughs> they got in and hacked it. Yes, they did. And that's why I haven't paid them. Well, that sounds perfectly plausible to me. Why don't the players believe him? I don't know. It's, uh, that's, uh, it's a shocking lack of trust in a man who... And I wouldn't even mind it, Scott, but there's some professions that I think that we can still have respect for. We've lost a lot of respect over the years for things like the clergy and the police and whatnot, but surely Romanian chairman... Yes, I mean, if we can't believe in a Romanian chairman, we might as well just give up the whole game. You know, the game's a bogey. Oh, David. Metalist Resisto. One of the best names ever for a club, surely. That's a good name for a club, yeah. Romania. 
Um, their players staged a sit-down protest over unpaid wages, OK? The ref blew whistle to start, they sat down, took their tops off, and all had T-shirts saying, Stop slavery, OK? OK. The response from their owner, Kathleen Rufa, was, Oh, who gives a fuck about them? Let them sit down there, idiots. I'm going to play the kids. He did. He rested all of the 11 players who protested and played the youth team who lost 11-2 to Brazov. Well, they got two. They did. Coach Carol Gerger said they're a brave bunch of youngsters. And owner Kathleen Rufu then said as well, I do mean it, you know, the only way they'll get back in the stadium is they effing pay to sit in the stands. Right. Seems perfectly reasonable to me. I, I really haven't heard anything there that they yeah. qualify for a sporting integrity. Players weren't paid. Uh-huh. And finally... I'll end this, and thanks for letting me have have such a big... It's been really good today. I've been looking forward to it a lot. But I felt I couldn't do it. I couldn't let the people down. I couldn't not mention Gigi Bacali. Yay! Yay! Now, Gigi has... You remember we spoke earlier in the season, David, at the start of the season, in fact, about Gabriel Tamas. Yes. Headcase, who he had fired um, from Stoubacarest for basically alcoholism, okay? He has brought him back, okay? But he's inserted clauses into his short-term contract, okay? Including an alcohol ban and compulsory church attendance. Okay. Right. Um, in August, his contract was terminated after he went out in a drinking session rather than attend training and then admitted that that's what he'd done when they asked him. So Gigi said, I have special contract clauses for him. If he drinks, he's out. If he doesn't come to church with me on a Sunday morning, he's out. In 2011, Tamas was banned for playing for Romania for drinking on the the day the day of a friendly against San Marino. It was a friendly? Yeah, exactly. Two years later, he left SCFR Cluj following a one-week spell with the club after he caused a fight in a local pub and hit somebody with a chair. We've only got one side of that story. <laughs> exactly. He then returned to Stoya. Finally, he agreed to these clauses about the church attendance, saying... I'm glad to return to Stoya. I achieved a lot of success. This is my only Romanian dream. Tamas is a keen supporter of Dynamo, the bitter rivals, who earlier this month, had he told their fans the only team he'd ever play for was Dynamo, as that was his Romanian dream. Okay, well, he was maybe pissed at the time. Look, all, <laughs> maybe, of, all of this is circumstantial. I haven't heard anything there that fully tells me whether or not that uh, Gabriel Tamas is in fact guilty of any of the... The, the the misbehaviour he's been accused of. In fact, do you know what I've just done? I've set up a fucking false opposition. You fucking have. I've given all of these sporting integrities, and yet all I've done is just is slander people, one-sided stories. I just, I, I love the fact that in my head now, Gabriel Tamas, I just picture AS from Viz in a football top. Yes. You know, I think just, just I've always... Let me in the house. <laughs> You know, that would be fantastic. Um, I think the, the kind of things like that, clauses, they're obviously not that popular in, in Britain, although they may be um, certain ones put in place on social media, believe it or not, in light of the whole uh, Adam Johnson thing. That's that's genuinely something clubs are looking at. But, uh, like, believe it or not, one of the things clubs are looking at is, um, for instance, club mobile phones rather than personal mobile phones. Yep. So that in that way, the club, because your employer can always check anything, including your social data, by the way. Just anyone who's out there who has a work phone and thinks, nah, they can't, they can. Legally, they are allowed to look at anything on that phone. And you're going, nah, but no, nah, they can. Trust me. Um, um, and I take it that includes utter, really, really, really shameful stuff like yeah. the huddle board. Yeah, stuff. exactly. If you've been there, 
um, on one of those really dreadful sites, you know, that, that do like scat porn or worse, the huddle board, then uh, yes, you, your employer can find it out. But David, I've got clauses. Can you finish the pod. I've got to. I've got to go and check my phone a minute, mate. Can you just finish <laughs> off here? Yeah, for no reason at all. Scott suddenly has to leave us. And um, clauses though that are become, uh, quite popular abroad. Mario Balotelli had several put in with his Milan contract and uh, appears to have been in a giant big hissy huff about it and hasn't played for about four months. Yes, he's got a sore leg. I'm going to have to go then, Scott, with the rapid Bucharest Chinese hacker. Yes. Lads, what was his name? Uh, Valerie Morario. Congratulations, Valerie Morario. You're the winner of this week's Sporting Integrity Award. Okay, folks, that's just about it. In case you're going, oh, it's only been half an hour. Yeah, well, I'm still not 100% yet. And frankly, you're getting more than, you know, more than you deserve. I'm really the, the kind of guy, Scott, who's currently able to do 60 minutes for the team, but I can't go a full 90. You're Daniel Sturridge. That, you? That's what I'm Daniel Sturridge. Um, I'm, I'm supremely talented, but yet issues that, that maybe stop me being there. Except for the big occasions. I know it's he's, he's miraculously declared himself fit so far for the League Cup final in the game against Man United. I, I, I'm just glad that um, as a born again Christian he was able to pray to God to, God, to miss dodgy one of the mill EPL games yeah. and find himself fit for the big glamour games with the cameras with that and I, I'm just hoping for Daniel's sake that, that continues I'm not going to criticise him Scott because frankly I think it's great that if someone is hearing voices in their head they're not telling them to kill women yeah miss a game against Aston Villa I- it's not really that bad, is it? No, when when you put in the context that the usual stuff that people say that they've had voices in their head, that I think, as you say, you know, we can't be arse travelling to West Brom this weekend. Is it? No, is a message bad. from your maker isn't isn't the worst? It's not bad. Um, although last night he, he played against their hated rivals. Yes, that's... He scored against their hated rivals, and at the after match interview, he looked like someone had shagged his girlfriend in front of him. Yeah, he doesn't seem the, the cheeriest bloke. There's talk that he'll be leaving and going. Funnily enough, there was talk that he would be off to Newcastle in the summer. Newcastle, who have just sacked, as we mentioned right at the start, Steve McLaren. And uh, now you know I can't stand Steve McLaren, right? And I'll be honest that. with people, there's two reasons for this. One, he's a grinning ninny. He does that thing that I really hate when people do this. When they're nervous, they grin with a, a really bad, humourless, mirthless smile. Yep. Right? Don't do that, you look like a dick. Secondly, that little hair unicorn thing he's got at the front and then the island you know mm-hmm. behind behind the sort of strait of, of bald water behind his head he needs an intervention somebody tell the man he's bald for Christ's sake he, I've got clippers he can borrow them do you know something though David you know how this pod is very prescient yes and we do get a hell of a lot right yes I suspected he would get sacked when the club openly admitted that they were negotiating with Rafa Benitez. Yeah, that, that the, the, the that fact that they were, clue. You know, they were talking to Benitez and Moyes, you thought, hmm. But uh, I like the fact that they, they held him on all week, though, to take training every day, and then on the Friday went, right, sling your out. Yeah, what you do you think it was him or Carver? Uh, well, oh, God almighty. But the thing is, it's Newcastle, and unfortunately, listen, if you're a Geordie or you've got sympathy with Newcastle United, I'd not against, like most people, I'd none against Newcastle United, loved watching them in the 90s, all that kind of stuff. But Mike Ashley... Um, Nothing, you know. We could, I don't think anyone who uh, either cares about employee rights or football clubs wishes him any success whatsoever. So I think 
the best you can hope for in this situation. I'm like you. I, I like Newcastle. I've been to the city a lot. I know a few people that support them. Maybe relegation. Maybe he might bugger off. Yeah. It, it might not be a disaster for them if it means he. No, no. I don't think it would be if if you can get him at your club. Do so. Look at us. Look at the year we've had compared to the three we'd had before. So no, once it's been. I mean, see when you look back to where we were a year ago. It's still been trapped in a basement. We know a chain to radiate. Oh. Hold on, that's just Big Mark's house, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, that's that's or what Big Mark calls Tuesday. Um, okay, a couple of things, a couple of little tiny bits of housekeeping. Well, actually, one very big bit of housekeeping. Some of you might know about uh, Scott Cunningham, MBE, who uh, launched Travis Trek years ago, which was a fundraising thing. Scott's uh, a Rangers supporter who sadly lost his sight, but uh, since then has went on many, many fantastic fundraising walk with his guide dog. Um, his guide dog's currently called Milo, but his previous one was called Travis. Uh, Travis passed away, so he's doing a uh, um, a tribute walk if you like and he is fundraising for that and you can give money to that by visiting the uh, Legends Trek website and supporting it at uh, uk.virginmoneygiving.com forward slash Travis Trek that's uk.virginmoneygiving.com forward slash Travis Trek all that remains for me to do then is to thank our executive producers in London, Mr. Mike Lee and Mr. Paul Miles, to thank my wonderful guest, Mr. Scott Vanderacker. I wondered who that was going to be for a minute. That was you. All right, well, thanks very much. Oh, well, I, let's see, I'm still not mad. You had to take the most of this week. But, um, and to be honest, last week was brilliant because I really got up for it. This week, probably about 6 out of 10, but you had to carry it. So, Oh, thank you very much. You still, yeah, not often you'd admit that. No, um, no, I just, I, I'm, not, I'm not quite... You know, hundred percent, yeah, and uh, I'm kind of phoning it in a little at the moment. Well, I suppose that Rangers did that for three years. Yeah, really, what I want to do is just get my fitness up towards the end of the season, have a good pre-season, and come back ready to start start uh, next year. I think so. I mean, I think at the moment you're still giving 110 percent for the gaffer, mm-hmm. but you know your body's not doing what your brain's telling it to. Exactly, yeah, it happens to the best of us. Um, if you would like to comment on how this pod wasn't as good as last week's, you can get in touch with us. Uh, at uh, Ibrox Rocks on Twitter or Scott is at Scott Hearthand. You can visit us on Facebook, which is just search for Hearthand Range Podcast. You can email us ibroxrocks at playbackmedia.co.uk. That, ladies and gentlemen, is everything from us. I have thoroughly enjoyed talking to you and we will be back here sometime next week. Cheers. Bye. Podcast Network.